The Mike Morgan Podcast, guaranteed to make you laugh. Not a guarantee. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mike Morgan Podcast. A very special episode, introducing your host to the Mike Morgan Podcast, Mr. Mike Morgan, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much, Frankie. Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope all of you had a great Christmas spent with your, your family and loved ones and everything happened that you wanted to happen. I had an absolute great Christmas. My sister was home from Vancouver, so I got to meet her. And it was obviously my daughter's first ever Christmas as well. She's only five months old. I bought her goalposts. That's what I bought her. My, my mom, my girlfriend, everyone thinks I'm crazy for buying daughter goalposts when she, can, she can't even crawl yet. But um, yeah, start them early. I have the cones laid out, in and out the cones, back of the net. Back of the net. I don't know what Netflix show I was watching, but this guy, he had a daughter, right? And he just trained her in chess from, like, the age of two. She didn't read a book. She didn't go to school. All he did was teach her chess. And by age nine, she was, like, the greatest chess player in the world, beating all these Russian fellas at the age of nine. So what I'm trying to do with baby Georgia is, you know what I mean? Make her the next Katie McCabe, lad. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm only trying to get out of the ghetto, right? If comedy don't make it, I got to make sure my daughter plays for Liverpool, you know? So she's going to get the best coaching. The only reason she won't make it is lack of talent. That is the only re- It won't be from lack of coaching, lack of effort, lack of exposure to football, because that's all she's getting for the next 18 years, whether she likes it or not, is exposure to football. And, uh, yeah, in and out the cones, back of the net, now, having said that, I'm picking her up and moving her in and out the cones, but as long as she gets enjoyment of it. And actually, do you know what? Fuck the enjoyment. She <laughs> she's got to make it to live. No, nah, I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Look, whatever my daughter gets into, she can get into. But I am going to try my best to encourage football in a way that she can enjoy it, not in a pressurized way, just that she finds fun in it the way I found fun in it all my life, you know? So yeah, she got goalposts. She also got a, a basketball hoop because my baby's actually one of the taller babies. The doctor said she's actually in the, the higher percentile of um, height. So when I heard that, I was like, I got to go get a basketball hoop. So like that's immediately what, what came into my head. So my daughter has uh, soccer goals and a basketball hoop, and she can't, she can't crawl, so, <laughs> I'll tell you in 18 years that it work or not, we're all, hey, none of us know how to be the perfect father, we only do our best, so yeah, my daughter's either going to the NBA, or the Premier League, that's where she's going, uh, she ain't going to college, she's going straight to the NBA, and if she is going to college, it's going to be on like a scholarship, uh, like Michael Jordan got, uh, that's, a, that's an awful amount of pressure to put on a child. I'm not like that at all. Anyway, she better make it. Anyway, I hope you all had a good Christmas, guys. Did you go to Mass? Did any of you out there go to Mass? I haven't been to Mass at Christmas in a long, long time. Because I feel like it's cheating. It's like people go to Mass at Christmas and then don't go the rest of the year. It's like when um, when you go to all the Cork matches and all the way up to the final. and Or, or guys that don't go to any Cork match, sorry, and then they wait for the final. And then at the final, they get a ticket for the final and they act like they've been there all year round. Do you know, that's what I feel what happens if you go to mass at Christmas. I personally don't, but I, I was tempted, right? I was tempted to go to mass at Christmas. Reason being, I remember years ago, I used to go over to Hazelwood Church with all my family. It used to be packed to the rafters at Christmas. Families used to be home. Fellas you haven't seen in the whole year round used to be at this mass, right? So at the back, we used to have a local choir. And I didn't know anybody in this choir. Actually, I did. My next-door neighbor was, uh, was in the choir. But uh, the rest of the choir, I did not know. 
And there used to be this guy singing, right? And he used to sing Oh Holy Night. This is only when I was a child, right? And he used to sing it in the most limerick slash cork accent I've ever heard in my life. Like, it was actually, the first time I heard it, I was about eight years old, and I started laughing in the church so much that my dad had to clip me around the ear to stop me from laughing, which my father, with myself and Connor, had to do that a hundred, millions of times throughout our childhood. He just gave up on it after a while, the caffling that me and my brother used to do, especially in mess. You know you can't laugh in mess, so of course I'm going to laugh in mess and try to make everybody laugh around me. As a comedian, mess is like a free hit, boy. It's everybody wants to laugh in mess, because you no, you can't laugh. So I'm making everybody laugh and mess when I was a kid. But anyway, this guy in the choir, right? This is this is the accent he used to sing with, right? And I used to laugh at it, right? He used to go, Oh, holy night, the stars were brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's ball. Hilarious. Hilarious. I'd be like, oh my God, could he not sing it in a more new two-pot house accent, do you know? And you know what? The next year I went back, I wasn't laughing. And the next year I went back, I was looking forward to it. It was my fa- I was like, Dad, is that guy that sings Oh Holy Night there? It's like my favourite song. Five years later, I'm in the church. Every time he sings it, there's a tear coming down my eye. It's my favourite Christmas song sung by someone. Like, like, it's not like, oh, fairy tale in New York or driving home for Christmas. No, it's Oh Holy Night by this guy in Hazelwood Church. That's, if you would just tell what's your favourite song and who sings it, it's not Michael Bublé, no, no, it's the guy in Hazelwood Church. I think his second name was Lynch. Anyway, I say that to say this. I said to my father, I goes, are we going to mess over in Hazelwood? I, he goes, ah, sure, we won't. And I said to him, is that, I'll go, is that guy that sings Oh Holy Night still there? And my father said that he actually died about seven years ago. That's how long it's been since I've been to mess. And I'll be honest, guys, it hit me by... I didn't think about this guy. I haven't thought about this guy in a long, long time. But I remember how he used to make me feel as a teenager. And when you're a teenager, you're trying to look cool in front of everybody else in the church. Because, you know, there's a girl you fancy home for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to be crying in a church. Do you know what I mean? One of the boys is over in the corner. You don't see him once a year. One of the older boys is home for Christmas. You don't want to be crying in a church to Oh Holy Night. I swear to God, this man used to get me, boy. Oh, he used to get me by the moment. Oh, holy night. Oh, for fuck's sake. I get, there's tingles down my spine just actually even talking about it. So I actually, I should have got his, re- I should have wrote down his name. If anybody from Tupat House or the, the the Hazelwood region that used to go to those messes and there used to be 200 of us at it, guys. So if you can remember that guy's name, I'd love to give him a shout out. My favorite Christmas song sung by that guy in Hazelwood Church with the most new Tupat House accent. It had character in an era where there's no characters. Everyone's talking. There's fellas from Carrigaline and Douglas talking like they're from San Francisco these days. There's no more. Oh, holy night. There's none of that anymore. Does none of that anymore. It's like, hey guys, like and subscribe to my channel. Yeah, where are you from? Carrigaline. Do you know what I mean? I'm from Carrigaline. Not, not fucking San Diego. Carrigaline, but not. Oh, holy night. The stars were brightly shining. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Anyway, the other thing I learned about this Christmas is that I wait yearly for socks and jocks. Like most fellas, by the way, if you're not from Ireland, jocks are underwear and socks are socks, okay? And um, yeah, I wait yearly for like my, my annual gift of a load of underwear and a load of socks. And you know what? This Christmas, I got some nice clothes, right? And it's reminded me 
how bad my wardrobe is. And I really need to address my wardrobe because this is my situation now, right? I have six three-piece suits that cost over 500 euro a piece with pocket watches, pocket squares, the ties to match, the shoes. I got socks to go with the outfit, right? That's how much I've spent on suits over the years, doing comedy, emceeing events. Like, I, I've done weddings. You can't go up there in normal clothes. If you're hosting a wedding, you have to be wearing a nice suit, do you know? And I've six unbelievable suits, right? And then I have nothing casual in between. And then I have a load of shitty tracksuits and t-shirts. So I am ready, right? Like my wardrobe, I have two outf- I have two styles, right? Fucking absolutely unbelievable suit. Look like I'm going to a wedding. Look a million dollars. I have six of those, okay? And then I have nothing in between. And I have a load of shit that makes me look like a scob. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Me and the Boher Celtic team, the Boher Celtic team and I, we went out for the Man United Liverpool game. And I was late because I could not find casual clothes to wear. I ended up putting out a tracksuit pants that had a hole in it from me smoking doobies there about four years ago with a big nudge burn in it and a shitty top. I actually went out and I felt like shit. I actually felt like shit. We only went out for a couple of pints, but I was like, I am the worst dressed here. I am the one, not that everybody was well-dressed, but at least they had jeans, they had like a nice shirt, they had nice shoes, I had like a pair of red Jordans, do you know what I mean? A a, a tracksuit pants with nudge burns in it, and a Liverpool top that barely fitted me. Joe, I look like shit, and I'm trying to fucking, and and that's out in my own town, where I'm supposed to try sell tickets for shows and all that kind of stuff, I need to look a bit better. So I've addressed that now, next week... I put some money aside and I need to get some casual clothes again. Because I'm actually, I like, I like looking good. Like, not facial wise or anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I'm a good looking dude. I mean dressing up. Like, I like how it makes me feel. And boys, be honest. You know yourself after a haircut. Like, the confidence I have after a haircut. I look like a fucking bum. I look like Tom Hanks from Castaway when I need a haircut. I feel sorry for my girlfriend that she used to ride me. Like, do you know what I mean? And then I get a haircut. I walk into the house like a fucking million dollars confident, I'm talking different, that's what a haircut does to a fella, that's what a haircut does to a fella, also, what nice clothes does to a fella, I'm very lucky to have uh, an older sister growing up, because when I reached, let's say, 12 and 13, and I started becoming interested in girls, I remember asking my older sister, I was like, what do girls like, as in style-wise, like, you know, and she goes, if you're, if you're well-dressed, like, Men or girls love a guy that can dress himself like that, could, that looks nice and is into style. Like, and I remember me and my my um, my girlfriend, me and my uh, sister, and she used to always do. She used to pick out clothes for me in River Island. And any time I go out with a girl, or any time I go to a teen disco or anything like that, I was all lo- I was always looking good. Like, and I loved how that made me feel. Do you know? Because I wasn't the tallest, the strongest, the most handsome, but I was funny and I liked to dress good. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I had. And, um, well, I was funny sometimes. And that's what I had. And I'm very lucky to have an older sister as well because I went to an all-boys school and a lot of fellas wouldn't know style if it came up and slapped them in the face. Do you know? Sometimes you need a gay man or you need a, uh, a girl to come tell you how to dress. That's not me being sexist or anything. I'm just telling you. Most men need that. We need that. Do you know what I mean? Um... Just to tell us, yeah, that suits you, that don't suit you, maybe something like this. And I, I've lost it now. In the, last, in the last five years, I've become very comfortable. Because I'm in love with my girlfriend, she's impressed with me, and I could wear a rubbish bag, and it wouldn't matter. But you know what? I can't get complacent. 
that's unfair to my girlfriend to get complacent like that, do you know? So next week, I'm going to get a couple of jeans, couple of shirts, couple of nice tops. I've, I'm already after buying like a Tommy Hilfiger shacket, a jacket, a shacket. I know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it's fucking nice. So I need to get some new stuff like that. I already have the suits. I need to stop buying suits, and I need to get some nice stuff from my wardrobe. Because I'll be honest, guys, I felt like a bum going out with the boys a couple of weeks ago. Nodge burns all over my fucking pants. Like, come, I'm a dad now. I'm 31 years old, going out with nodge burns. I, I, I come from a respectful family. Like, there's no need to be nodge burns in my fucking. Do you know what I mean? My, like, my dad did not slave. Fucking seven days a week for 30 years for his son to go out and wear Nodgeburn tracksuit pants. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm being, I'm being straight up. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, if you got a voucher that you didn't like or any Christmas presents you didn't like, put them up on voucher.ie. It's a brand new company where you can actually, let's say now, if you got like a hundred euro voucher for like lifestyle sports and you didn't want it, um, you can put it up for 95 cash on this app voucher or this website, voucher.ie, and you can just get cash for it. I did an ad for them last, uh, last month. Uh, check out the ad. It's on my Facebook page. Um, it was my first ever acting gig and I really enjoyed it, guys. I really, really enjoyed uh, doing the acting it's a lot harder than what you think because you have to do like 72 takes on everything but it was great crack and i really enjoyed making it with the boys so if you got a voucher that you didn't like this christmas head over to voucher.ie put it up and get some cash for it um yeah guys i just wanted to hop on and make a quick podcast just to break up the week i did i'm doing a podcast tomorrow or the day after with my sister who's home from Canada, she listens to the podcast, she's agreed to jump on the podcast, so that'll be coming out tomorrow, or the day after, if you want it, my first gig of the year guys, it's in Ballyhooley, on Friday night, the 5th of January, come on away down, it's going to be a great night of comedy, also guys, the Mallow Night, um, it's up on sale now, Fred Cook, Laura O'Mahony and myself will be playing in the Hibernian Hotel the 23rd of February, tickets on sale now, and guys, thanks to everyone who's bought tickets already, there's been... <laughs> Tickets are flying out the door for it. I'm absolutely delighted. Thanks very much. And yeah, guys, um, really appreciate it. I just want to say, because it's my, will be probably be my final podcast of the year. Thank you. Thank you for actually listening to my podcast, sending in messages. If you've come to a show, thanks so much. If you've never come to a show, come out and see it. It's my favorite thing to do in the world is do stand-up comedy. It's like my, it's my passion. I love making people laugh. I can't describe what it does to me. So um, if you do want to come see a show, uh, come see my sh- come see one of my shows next year, guys, and I'd appreciate it. But any way you've supported, even if it's just listening to a podcast, liking it, giving it a five star review, and um, just even listening to it, guys, I really appreciate it. This comedy, it's a long, lonely road, and it's a road I I enjoy walking. There's some tough times, there's some good times, but I won't stop walking it because I fucking love it. And it's down to people like ye that listen to my stuff, share my stuff, come to my shows that give me gusto to keep on going. So from the bottom of my heart. Thanks so much for listening to all the podcasts. So if you want to come out to my first show of the year, it's on in Ballyhooley, only down the road. And if you want to see me locally, at uh, the 23rd of February, I will be in Mallow, guys. There'll be plenty of other gigs between now and then, but uh, they're the two main ones, really, that you can buy tickets. That tickets are up for right now. And um, it'll all go and support a girl named Georgia uh, on her football career to buy more football boots for her. So all proceeds go to her soccer career. Yeah, guys, thanks very much. I'll be making another podcast uh, in two days' time with my sister, who's just home from uh, Vancouver, so that'll be a good old left. And, uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening, guys. I hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year. Really appreciate it, guys. All right, let's go get 2024 by the balls. Peace and love, y'all. Peace and love.